This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the Alpaca Tribe, the podcast for alpaca people. And that's you. Great to have you here, wherever you are in the world, and whenever you are listening to this. And a special shout out to my listener in Peru. Hola. I would love to hear from you about how you're finding the podcast. And that goes for every one of you who are listening. Just drop me a line to steve at alpacatribe.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at Tribe Alpaca. I know, I know. Alpaca Tribe had already gone. So, at Tribe Alpaca. Okay. It is a time of some hope, even in the midst of the continuing pandemic. The vaccines are beginning to be administered, and in some places, infection rates are starting to go down. But we still have such a long journey ahead before the world is all safe from coronavirus. And the effects, both health and economic and educational, will continue to be felt for a long time. So, as we see signs of a spring that is not here yet, but is on its way, then we take at least a little comfort and encouragement in how the future is gradually moving towards us. Stay safe, stay well, and where you can, stay at home. So, because the weather's improved a little bit, it's kind of grey, slightly dumpy kind of day, but <laughs> it's not actively raining, so we'll take that. The wind's died down a bit, or it has spun round to the east, and we'll just see what we can do. So, I'm out, out and about recording today, so hopefully I've got away from the wind. Hi, well, out we are in the, in the valley. There's all kinds of stuff going on uh, in terms of birds. There's lots of now then, big black. Are they ravens? Can't see them. Clear enough to see. There's a pair of them anyway, and uh, we always have a pair of crows and we have a pair of ravens that are around to make interesting noises later in the in the breeding season. And we've also had some day visitors, which have been the. Gusanders, they've been back and forth. You can spot the male because he's bright white. And then usually you see there's a little something. Oh, there is something moving next to him. And it's a beautifully camouflaged grey back uh, of the female. And uh, just incredible. <laughs> you, can't, you just can't see it at all on the water. But he stands out because of his white. Then the regulars are here, the ducks, and we've got also some more hens. And the... The Bulrush Island in the middle of the lake is really looking thin. Over in a little spring pond we've got more in the garden paddock end of things where the alpacas go, there's the signs of irises coming through. There's, they're only about six inches tall, but the new growth coming through ready already. We've seen some shoots of daffodils, and they must be about four inches tall as well now, by, by now. And then there's bits and pieces of catkins on the, the various hazels that are scattered around the valley. And uh, so they're, they're all coming on. It's interesting. So the wind's dropped. We've got funny stuff coming from the east now and again. Interesting, the alpacas are really spread. The boys up on the top bank, they've got a really 
big area they can go. And there's a couple in this field, this end, and then the rest are spread out. And they're all way, way apart from each other, right in the middle of everything. They're obviously going hunting green stuff to eat. They've been trampling down the bracken, so we can see green. It isn't necessarily grass, but it's certainly green. Uh, there is some grass, but it's, there's quite a bit of moss as well up on that top bank. But the, the bracken does grow through, and a bit later on in the spring you get this, ah, it's going green, it's going green, and you, you go up there and have a look, and it's all these shoots of the bracken coming through. And the, the roots for that are about two feet down, so you can burn it off or you can clear it off or you can do whatever, but it still can, comes back. And it's a very, very long root system that spreads and... You can have almost just a few plants, really, that are spread right across a whole area. You're just not going to be able to stop it. So you, you can do things. Uh, the best thing is rolling it and bruising it in the late summer, early autumn. And it stops all the goodness getting back into the roots, so it's less the next year. But it's, it's an ongoing problem. You can't really get rid of it. Spraying used to be used in some places too near the lake here. We wouldn't spray anyway, but it's... Uh, yeah... It also became the stuff that was being used as your was no longer available. Oh, and then it was again. It was, like, you know, what else do you use? But that's used for aerial spraying and that kind of stuff, very large areas, which isn't us. So there's, there's signs of thing, uh, of growth and, and little shifts in the greens and things, which is good. Uh, but we're still a long way. They're all little signs. We're drifting towards spring, but we're not there yet. But the birds are a lot busier. Uh, which is one thing, and the alpacas are pleased that it's not raining. <laughs> Some of them I managed to get their coats off today, which they appreciated. But it's uh, it's going to shift again. We, we've, we're unseasonably mild and a bit warmer today, and then it drifts away the rest of the week, and we're back to the cold and the possibility of some snow and things. As the weeks go by, we get less and less likelihood of much snow and certainly not lasting very long again as i mentioned last time it's a good time for doing maintenance checking fences checking and cutting back vegetation where it needs to be those branches that have sagged though that need clearing away those bits and pieces that they can now get to that they shouldn't be giving it an opportunity to to get out and and maintain um so keep an eye on them. The fleece is fairly, even if it's damp, but the fleece is fairly full at the moment, so hands-on for a body score check would be useful just to make sure nobody's slipping into trouble without you realising it, because when they've gone too far, it's a major fight to bring them back. But if you can catch them early, then you can make sure that you just keep an eye on them, make sure they're getting their food, make sure there isn't something wrong, either they're off their food. So it's, it's watching for the normal behaviour, who's always first, who's always holding back. Have we got anything that's out of place, anything that just looks odd? Trust your gut instinct. Once you've spent time around your alpacas, you will know and you will recognise that there's something just not right. It's a difficult one to be pinned down often, but you, therefore you've got your antennae up, you're, you're picking it up, and you can keep an eye on those. Particularly the, the older ones going through this colder time of the year. They're, they're doing all right, I think generally we shall see usually the best time <laughs> i find that my best time to judge is going to be at shearing time because then you can see what kind of condition they're in uh both before and after shearing but uh it's a, it's a good time to be able to give them a, a really good check over but don't put it off till then do have a look now look for any odd limps odd behavior that kind of stuff so anything that stands out anything that's unusual take note of it and keep an eye that's that's my uh, seasonal tip, I suppose. 
<laughs> it applies all year, but it's particularly at the more challenging times. And I know some people at the other, other side of the world are struggling with really high temperatures, so that's a different set of problems. And again, they just need to be keeping an eye on and they know what, what they're looking for, but making sure that water supply is there and that they're getting fed. So, yeah, we, we've always got a challenge. Whatever we're doing with alpacas, there's, there's something that we need to be aware of. We're responsible as the keepers of these amazing animals to make sure that we can help them whenever they need help. More hen in the background there. And, yeah, it's, it's a, worth a, a kind of think this time of year as well to, to kind of plan into the next months going forward. So... What's it looking like in terms of shearing? Have you got a shearer worked out? What's it looking like in terms of, of health? When are you going to do any vaccinations or worming? or you know? So actually plan those things in so that you know that in March, April, you're going to do the, the worming. In April, May, you need to make sure all your sharpened combs and cutters are, are available if, you, if you're going to be doing shearing or other equipment bags and, and uh, or kind of check the equipment over for, for the ropes and that kind of thing for any harnesses for, for holding them uh, down while you're shearing them. And it's, it's just that kind of preparation time. Things are starting to move. We're not there yet. A long way off being spring again, but it's a process of starting to make sure we're thinking ahead what's the thing we have to have in, in place. And I'm speaking to myself as much as to anybody else. And I'm notorious... At leaving things, I, I get by, I just in time, but it's much better and much easier on everybody if I plan ahead. So that's my plan, and I've spoken it out loud now, so I'll have to do it, won't I? So that's the that's the plan. Do some planning. Um, is there anything else going on? Yeah. So food-wise, they're they're taking over. Okay. Hay, they're eating a good supply of hay, which is good because they need the longer fibre. Um, and the leafy stuff is better than, than the... But, you know, whatever you can get this time of year is is, uh, is what you have to work with. That side of things, water, generally it's OK. Every now and again, suddenly they get thirsty and the, the bucket which has been standing there just seemed to, to disappear down. I had to fill one this morning, a trough by the stable, and it was, why is there nothing there? <laughs> and they just they just been through it all. And I don't know why they picked on that one. Um, but that was that was really low, so that's been topped up and sorted out which is good the what be the other things the, the other things are then the any registrations and all that kind of stuff you need to be on top of yeah so there's always something so having a plan is useful working through the uh, high points this when we're expecting the career this is when we're expecting to do the shearing this is when we're expecting to do the major kind of herd vaccinations or, or wormings just so you've got a, a rough plan you might have to slip a bit here and there but at least you've got it in the place of your thinking and in the diary potentially as well oh and there's a, a red kite just cruising over the the valley at the moment checking out things we're just moving not quite into lambing but the it's not far away they've been separating neighbors been separating them out into a field full of twins so they did some scanning so field full of twins field full uh, of singles and so they know where they are and they've sort of marked them up so they can keep track of those going into to the lambing time and uh, some others around the, the, the sheep are starting to struggle a bit late, late pregnancy and then any time now there's a few in the, in the village that start here where we are start early with the, the lambing and then there's a bit later and it's, it's a judgement I don't know how 
you can tell. It's the same with the alpacas. You can't tell what the weather's going to be like six months, nine months, a year from now. So you have to work on, on average, this is a good time, this is a better time, this is not such a good time. And you try and you... Some, some years are, are a challenge and difficult and others are really good and straightforward. And sometimes you get a, an early spring and the grass is away and sometimes it then stops, which is a pain. And then other times it's light, but once it starts, you have a good sort of springing into the summer of really good grass. Uh, it just changes year by year. You've got to take the long view on these things and do the best you can in the meantime. So there we are. The boys all seem to be doing well. The group of them, they're fairly stable at the moment, settled. They're not fighting too much, which is good. Not a little squabble, but generally they're, they're fine. And uh, that's good to see. And they all seem to be in reasonable condition. I keep When I feed them, I always check the, the body score of particularly the ones that I'm concerned of, the old ones. Um, so it's an easy way to do it at that point. The girls are a bit more of a challenge because there's a group of 29. So they've got the group of the, the adult females plus the nine crea still. So we'll be looking at separating some of those off. And when we're out of lockdown, <laughs> that would be nice, say. When we're out of lockdown, we'll, we'll look and see what we can do about finding homes for some of them as well. So there we go. That's where we are. This is the week in the valley with the alpacas. Take care. Finally, I wanted to say a little bit about podcasting. The latest round of the podcasting workshop, run by Akimbo, with Seth Godin and Alex De Palma, has just started, and if you're quick, enrolment is still open. I'm a coach on the workshop, and that's how I learned to podcast and make this podcast that you're listening to now. We've got another shout-out. This is to a student who produced a podcast with a smile. It's Karen Morgan and her purple bike podcast. Check it out. I think you will like it. Hey y'all, I'm Karen Morgan and this is the Purple Bike Podcast. I got my first purple bike in 1975. It had a sparkly banana seat and high handlebars. I got my next purple bike in 2015. It has an uncomfortable racing seat and lots of gears. This podcast is all about the 40 years of life between those two purple bikes. So if your world is crazy right now, take a little break and come pedal with me. Because life is awesome when you're riding a purple bike. That's The Purple Bike Podcast by Karen Morgan, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for being here. Hope to see you again soon. And in the meantime, if you can, go spend some time with an alpaca. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.